everyone welcome to another episode of like that only this is a very special episode um it's um sunday and i'm in las vegas and i'm about to go home in some time i'm sitting in my hotel room but i just watched the best concert probably of my entire life so far at least um on friday it was bts yes the k-pop band in las vegas they were performing live and i went to watch them i traveled all the way and i went to watch them live and i cannot believe the experience i've had this whole weekend it's just been so fulfilling and so wholesome and i'm just hanging on to all the happiness that i got from those two hours on friday leading up to it and then even after like i'm just welling in all of this warmth and fuzziness that i feel every time i think about that concert so this is a very special episode and i'm going to talk about a few things um because i feel like that post show depression is starting but i'm just feeling really sad that it's over so i want to record everything i'm feeling but i also want to talk about some of the things that came to my mind during the, this weekend and i thought it was worth putting out so i'll try my best to get through all of it but yeah if you don't know bts just go and look them up because i'm going to be talking about them a whole lot in this episode okay where do i begin all right so i listened to bts a few songs by them um you know the ones that were popular maybe in 2018 or 2019 like i really listened okay like i watched the videos and i liked it but i obviously didn't you know continue listening over and over because i was i was like okay i don't understand this and it's cute but not for me that was my first brush with this whole k-pop um k-pop industry like they are the first k-pop group that i've heard and primarily the only ones that i listen to i do listen to a few other artists but mostly bts um i think i heard dna or boy with love or fake love like those were the few songs i had heard before i knew them and because i don't remember too clearly what it was i cannot tell for sure but I knew I had heard those before because when I heard them again they sounded familiar. Um so just before the pandemic for some reason I was looking into um South Korean media and South Korean art and artists and everything as an industry. Like this is coming from a very analytical perspective. I was just trying to understand how they have so much um like how do they generate so many artists so many bands i was trying to read up on the toxic culture of um k-pop artists and a very easy way to describe it is it's like disney um in the us like the way kids are brought into this disney umbrella and they're very early on in their age like trained like media trained and you know they're turned into actors and singers and they're commodified heavily um i don't know how how prevalent that is now but i know growing up i used to watch these shows like Hannah Montana and um, all those things and it was it didn't 
I didn't realize how much it affects these kids' mental health and, you know, when they have to break out of that image of being the goody, two-shoes kind of person and the idol that all the kids look up to. It's very heartbreaking for some people, but you have to shed that at some point. So I was just trying to understand South Korean culture and that's kind of how I encountered BTS. And there's obviously so many videos explaining who they are and what they do. So I kind of just started like... um, trying to learn their names, trying to learn who they are and what makes them so popular because among all the K-pop bands, they stand out and there's a reason they do and there's all that history to it, which I'm not going to get into. But that's how I started understanding them more, like focused on them a lot more. And it was 2019, late 2019, and I was just I was just trying to do that to inform myself. Then the pandemic happens and... I by then I have heard a lot of their music okay so because in 2020 they released a new album early 2020 and I decided to listen to it because um, there were a couple of songs that were really popular they were doing all these American interviews and they were just all over my YouTube so obviously I was curious and I was I was kind of in tune with who they are at that point so I was naturally just going in listening to it more and more and then 2020 happens and I'm listening to that album front and back over and over and I'm just getting completely blown away by them. That Map of the Soul 7 album is the first thing I heard. Start to finish. Every single song. I looked up the translations of every single song. I tried to understand who the producer, the composers are. I tried to understand the lyrics and what they mean and why that single that particular artist sang it because they do subunits. They also have like a group, like they have smaller groups within the the group and they do like songs um, together sometimes too. So I was trying to understand the meaning of all these songs, who sang them, why, what. And there's so much depth in their music. So I was just listening to that over and over. And now I found myself realizing like I started becoming more self-aware of the fact that I'm listening to music that I absolutely don't understand. I don't speak a word of Korean. Even when I hear the songs, I don't know what the words mean. I just try to remind myself that this is what they mean and try to appreciate it from that perspective. But the music itself is very catchy. It's very um, something you can, you know, bop your head to. And it's very easy to just zone out and listen to them. So... And then, you know, there's videos and they're very beautiful to look at. So I was just, I was finding myself consuming all of that. And that was, you know, kind of like the rabbit hole you go down. You're like, you want more. There's a pandemic. There's all this time you have on your hands. And me, instead of going the route of, like, watching all the shows that everybody's watching and discussing at work or movies... I start consuming all BTS's content and they have content that's been around for years. So I have this treasure trove of episodes and series that they've done and I've I've I'm speaking current like present me. I've still not watched all of it because there's so much. I reached the point where it was just like um saturation so I had to stop but yes there's so much content and that's when I discovered their personalities. I discovered, um, you know, who they are a little more, a little better, how they interact with their fans, the chemistry they have with each, with each other. And I started to appreciate them as people so much more. 
And this is all under the umbrella of the fact that I actually know how this South Korean culture is. I know how much of this is commodified and fed to the fans as fan service. Like, they want you to know these things about them. So that's why it's intentionally edited that way, regardless of everything. When you consume the volume of content that I did, you start to see patterns and you you know that some things cannot be faked, right? So even though they want you to know these things, they're not hiding it. They're They're just saying, hey, these people are good people. You should know that they're good people. It's kind of like that. So I appreciated them as people, as humans, as people who have all these thoughts and create all this art. And it's really starting to move me as a person. And I feel like that's kind of how I just became part of this fandom and part of this culture. And mind you, all of this is happening in a pandemic. So I'm experiencing all of this, but it's mostly private. So all the feelings I'm having while watching this content is very much to myself. And I would sometimes talk to people about it. And I know that they would raise eyebrows and they would question why I was doing it. Like what was wrong with me? And I would also wonder that. Um, So there's some weirdness to it. I get it. But there's also a lot of internalized shame from other people and then from within me. Because, um, you know, they have a predominantly female fan base. And contrary to popular belief, it's people of all ages, all genders, all ethnicities follow them. It's not just women and girls but there is that thing that they're a boy band they're very bright colorful they have like these catchy tunes nobody understands what their music is about but we can all understand the beat and the beat is poppy so we all just assume from the outside that this is all that they're all about and k-pop is famously that all k-pop music largely is a whole lot of nothing and it's just made to look colorful so that you keep watching and everybody's very beautiful so you love you love looking at it bts is a little bit different from all of it but it's not not different it's still very much k-pop so i was getting all these judgments and that just made me recluse myself even more and consume it a lot more privately and shamefully I didn't realize I was feeling the shame, obviously, because I used to just do it. And then, you know, if someone's around, I wouldn't play their music or I wouldn't watch whatever I was watching. I just left it for myself in my own time. I would do it. And cut to Friday, um, I'm in an auditorium. I'm in a stadium, an arena, a huge stadium full of 50,000 fans, diehard fans, fans of all ages coming together, singing the songs that I've been singing in my room, humming all those tunes, doing all those dance moves, watching the people that made that stuff perform. And I'm having this moment of disassociation. I'm always just feeling like this out-of-body experience where I'm looking at myself and I'm like, are you for real? What are you doing? What are all these people doing? What are they talking about? How do they feel comfortable talking about this in public and so openly and loudly so it was such a weird experience that it did not allow me to enjoy it fully like I wish I 
could have shed that shame and just given in as much as I could and just abandoned myself in that performance and in that show as much as I could. I, of course, did. But these thoughts just kept circling in my head throughout, throughout those two hours. And I felt so bad about it when it ended because I I realized how amazing it was and how good they are as performers and artists and the stuff they said in between their songs and their performances, the, the messages they sent out are so positive. And if I had just let that point whatever percent also go, I would have fully just been consumed by that performance. So that's an afterthought. But I really despise how much the people around me were questioning my love for this art. I mean, what is wrong with that? So what if I like it? You don't need to get it for me to like it. I don't need to explain to you why I like it. And because people were questioning it, I felt like I had to question it myself. I was judging it myself. So I put on my researcher hat again and I did all this research about them, their stories that very few fans would know to kind of justify, you know, you know, they think about mental health and I resonate with that. Or you know, their journeys, they've been underdogs, they were like heavily underfunded, they were underdogs in the industry, they wrote their own music, they composed and produced their own music, no other K-pop idols do that, that's why they're so different, that's why they get all this support. All of these things are true, but I don't need to tell anyone that, and I don't need to tell myself that, because last of all, it doesn't matter, all of this doesn't matter, it only matters how they make me feel constantly and consistently and they make me feel happy and it's not in a bad way it doesn't hurt anyone i'm not dependent on them for my happiness they in fact lift me up from a bad mood so it's only good for me it's only helping me i remember the person who has given me all this trauma to live with when I was trying to like get them to understand the songs I like and playing that music around them, they quickly shut me down and said, being a fangirl is so unattractive. It's disgusting. You should stop. You can like something moderately, but when you start fangirling, it's so putting off. And when they said that, because their opinion meant so much to me. It was kind of shattering again. Like, who are they to even understand any of this? They're just speaking from the outside. But I let it, I let it affect me. And it affected me to that very day, to the concert day. And I felt so bad at the end of the concert that I let all these thoughts occupy my head while I could have just been watching and enjoying instead of thinking, what the hell am I doing here? So that's that i'm never gonna let that happen again lesson learned for sure toxic people don't need to be there don't need to judge me i don't give a shit about what you think i feel sorry for you that you don't you don't have the heart to experience this kind of love and joy and respect 
from an artist. That's the other thing I've noticed about BTS. They respect the hell out of the people who brought them there. They're not for even once taking us for granted. They always talk about us. They always talk about how much we mean to them. And they are so aware that it's only the love of their fans that has brought them there. There are so many people against them. And they they don't they don't say anything bad and they don't take anything badly for their fans. They will defend their fans. So I feel good. I feel like an individual. I feel like a person. I feel like I exist in this fandom. And, you know, sometimes if I felt like they were catching glances with me because I was very close to the stage. I had amazing seats. Um, So there were times when I felt like they were looking right at me. And it almost, you know, sometimes took my breath away because I said, wow, they're looking at me. They see me. They recognize who I am. I've been looking at them for so long and now they finally see me. And it was always a look of love and a look of respect. And I would just find myself gushing so much. I would feel like, who's going to break the eye contact first? (laughs) You know, it was almost like that. I could not believe that I was there in that moment. I was so close to them. And obviously those feelings of, you know, I wish I could talk to them. I wish I could say, tell them how much they've meant to me, how much they've helped me through my rough times. I want them to know that. And they do know that because everybody's constantly sending them those messages from any social media that we can. But, you know, selfishly, I feel like I want them to know that I feel like that too. And I want them to see that. And I feel like all of that just amounts to that look, that one look that they give feels enough. It feels like validation. It feels like, hey, I see you. Okay? You're good. I'm good. You're good. Let's be good. There's actual, like, sparks flying, I feel. Obviously, I'm, I'm gushing a little bit, but, but you can understand, right, how, how it, it feels like you're important. And that's always a good feeling. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about the stuff they said um, and how each of them was so, felt so down to earth. And they were just goofing around, like, with each other and also with the people in the audience. They were being funny. They were being silly. They don't mind looking a little silly and dumb because they know that we appreciate all of it. We don't mind if they're embarrassing themselves. And they don't mind if they're embarrassing themselves. They don't act formal. And they say stuff very candidly. They'll say, hey, today I didn't feel my 100%. I'm sorry. Or they'll say, you know, we really wanted to win a Grammy, but we didn't. And it sucks. But you are our trophies. And it sounds like such fan service when they say such such things, right? Because it's like, 
yeah, you're being nice to us. But I think they truly mean it because they really are trying to get all the accolades and they're working so hard. But at the end of it, they know that they wouldn't even be here if they didn't have the support that they did. So it it totally makes sense that they're saying that this is all for you, to the fans. Um, the other thing that I love, and it's part of this, not the other thing, but the fact that they are so expressionate. They speak from their heart and they speak exactly what they're feeling. They don't shy away from saying, I love you. They don't shy away from telling each other that they love each other. They hug each other. They hold each other. They're, they're so sweet. And they don't care how it comes across. There are so many people who will write all kinds of fan fiction about those things. They will make up all kinds of rumors. They don't care that, about that. They will do exactly what they do. They're so comfortable with each other. They're like brothers and like best friends. And they have private lives outside of all of this which everybody knows and understands and respects so you know my wish is for them to just be more candid and more open and more okay with everything and I feel like soon they will get there they're all approaching their 30s and I'm sure there's stuff that's going to change in their lives in in the next few years obviously the band is not going to last forever it'll be interesting to see where their life takes them and how much will be revealed at some point (laughs) but I know that there are some people who just get so personally affected that they have to kind of protect those things and their own images so you know we know little to nothing about their private lives and I'm okay with that I don't go around snooping um, but it would be just awesome they feel like friends you know that's my way of thinking about them they feel like they feel like they're friends and they feel like they're talking to us and having a chat and telling us how much they appreciate us and I've never seen this with guys that I know um it's very rare I don't see guys being as expressive and I mean, it's the bare minimum, honestly, to share your feelings and say what's on your mind and cry and smile and, you know, be cute, wear girly things, wear manly things. I feel like everybody is so pressured into upholding a certain image, but nobody cares. And, you know, we embrace these boys for everything that they are. And I feel like if you're a guy and you have someone who supports you and loves you no matter what you should be able to do that too i used to really urge that person again the one the person from my trauma to express themselves and i mean obviously some things are very difficult and some things are very difficult to shed from your upbringing but it was almost like toxic that they wouldn't and they They were doing it to hurt themselves at the end of it. Like, I tried to em- tried to empathize with whatever they had gone through. 
but I don't think I can be around people who who prefer to just internalize everything and then one finally burst out with all these things that have been piling on in their life and instead of just being able to latch on to an emotion that is healthy they latch on to anger and take it out on the nearest thing that they can sometimes it's just me and i don't need to suffer for that i don't need to suffer because you don't know how to express yourself you know so there's a lot that can be learned from bts just maybe do what i did and start start from somewhere listen to the music understand the meanings <laughs> learn their names oh yeah this has been my longest episode and i i still have so much to say i'm just like watching all my videos right now i didn't even take that many videos cuz i was trying to be in the moment and now i feel bad i wish i had just made friends with the people around that i was sitting around so that we could have shared like a google drive link so i could have watched a collection of videos but there's more than enough on social media so i've just been watching videos from that night watching videos on my phone and just loving them again and again and again i feel like there's so much happiness in me i don't want it to stop so i want to just keep going back and i know at some point i have to kind of go back to my old boring life but for now i'm still in vegas and i'm still going to take advantage of this okay so there's this concept of bias this is my last bit for this episode you have biases in um k-pop and i think it's a very interesting way of saying who's your favorite right because it's kind of like i like all of them but i'm biased towards someone <laughs> and if your bias changes that means your bias has been wrecked i love how they use the term wrecked like it's literally wrecking you <laughs> so i will tell you the journey to my bias and i'm not going to explain who's who if you know it you know it if you don't look it up so when i watched those few videos at the beginning i could not remember anyone's names or faces obviously the hair color changed in all their videos the looks changed so obviously you don't you don't remember anyone initially um but i think when i came back to it i recognized one person because i think they had a very striking image from the first time i saw So when I noticed Jimin the first time, I thought wow, Jimin is the best. Like he's my bias. He is so striking and he's so beautiful and you know, he sings so well and he dances so perfectly. So I was just all about Jimin. But then when I learned all their names and you know, saw a few more videos, I realized that I was finding myself looking at V a lot more. or Taehyung. So then I said, okay, no, actually my bias my bias is V. He is so charming and he has such a like a nice soothing voice that feels so warm to listen to and he he just has that cool factor, you know, that that's not something you can produce. It's a quality and he has that superstar quality. So I thought, okay, it's V. It's it's V. Then when I started learning about who each of them is and what their personalities are and what their roles are in the in the band i 
and I consumed a lot of their other shows and stuff, interviews, I started loving Jin. So first I said, okay, Jin, because, um, okay, I won't say the first season, but I just felt like it was most appropriate for me to like Jin. And, and I just loved how carefree he was. He was, of course, like, so beautiful. Oh my god. I've never seen someone as good looking as Jin. And he was, like, tall and hunky and so, so sweet to look at. Like, he just looked like honey, you know. If honey was a person, it was Jin. And he, apart from all that, I loved the dad jokes he made. And he was just so funny and he did not take things too seriously. He would make light of all situations he was in. He would be able to break tensions in the band so he was that person for the band and I just admired that so much and I thought wow this guy is so good and he's like an amazing cook and I I started loving everything about him so for the longest time it had been Jin I think that's my longest running bias for sure so I feel like I'll probably come back to him at some point but more recently I started listening to a lot of their solo work. Now, not all of them have made uh, solo projects, so that's a little bit unfair. But the ones who have, I was listening to all of their solo projects. And that's when I started gravitating towards... Um, actually, yeah, that's when I started gravitating towards Yungi or Sugar, because he is just the most technically advanced musician he is a composer a producer a lyricist a rapper and he sings about such difficult topics you know related to depression and mental health and finding yourself and all those things and just acceptance and i just started resonating with all those things the other thing i wanted to say in general was that i gravitate more towards the rap line because there's three rappers in the group and four vocalists i enjoy the rap parts of all the songs much more than the vocalists so sugar aka yungi has been my current bias and when i went for the for the concert every time he was like closer to me on stage or if he was on the big screen I just let out an involuntary scream every time they showed him because I was just, I was not able to believe that I was actually seeing him in real life. Like I was a few feet away from him and then on the off chance that he made eye contact with me, oh my God, I would would feel so seen. So I was, every time I saw him, I was like, oh my God, (laughs) like my heart would skip a beat or I would like lose a breath. I was just so, so nervous and shocked at the same time. And I I really love Yungi. I love his, his whole demeanor. He's like the kind of person who's introverted and kind of just puts in the least effort. But he, he, he works hard. He dances hard. He sings hard. But he does it with so much of like coolness that it almost looks like he's not trying and he has like this very blank expression on his face 
<laughs> like he's unaware of what's going on but that just makes him like more adorable to me so i went into the concert just being excited to see yungi and jin of course all of them but yungi at the moment and i came out of the concert feeling so gushy about v again because v i said is that born superstar he has all the makings and the qualities of just something you can't you can't teach you can not produce it comes from within he has the coolest walk and the way he looks at you is so intense and then he'll make these silly faces and he'll do like these silly dances but he can do it so well and he can pull it off and he looks so cool while doing all of that so and he was interacting with the fans a lot at least on the side of the stage that I was at and he was he just said things that were so charming and oh my god I could not take my eyes off him whenever he was there him and J-Hope J-Hope is a perfectionist and I saw it firsthand every single move is so calculated by that guy he knows where to look who is making a mistake around him he's so aware you know spatially and he is his he's the best dancer so his moves are just like cut cut cut, cut like so clean and he's always the best dressed and he's like always grooving to the beat even when he's not singing it's like he is mouthing the words and he's in the in his element on stage he's a singer and i love him so he was also very fun to watch and just because i've spoken about the journey of my biases i have not mentioned two people who have not quite been my bias but there have been times where i'm like holy hell like who how are you this good or oh, three people no wait i did talk about jimin so two people that i've not mentioned really first is rm who is the leader of the group he's the one who speaks english the most all of them speak english a little bit now but he is like the most fluent and so articulate that man is so well read and he appreciates art and i love that they base a lot of their music by referencing these historical pieces of art and philosophy it forces fans to look into those and read those books and like really just educate ourselves on whatever they're singing about so he's the kind of guy who goes to museums in his free time which i like to believe i would like to do and he had the best speeches in the show like i've realized why he's a leader he is so good his presence is so he's like strong and mighty and he at the same time knows how to showcase the best qualities of his team like he will take a step back and watch his teammates and he will just revel in their amazingness like he just likes to look and watch over everyone but he's also like he's so in control he's like a leader like people will follow whatever he says and the reason i like him is um he's very unintentionally funny like he's a comedian unintentionally <laughs> you expect him to be the serious leader type of person 
but there are so many videos of him just being so silly and funny and cute and that's why i like him because i feel like he's not intending to be funny and then when he makes the funny things happen i laugh so much harder because that guy's not even trying and all of them all of them are comedians in their own right like they're so funny they all have great senses of humor but him somehow i just find the most funny i also find yugi who's my current bias very funny again for the same reason he's got that blank look and then when he does something funny everybody loses their mind <laughs> and the last one that i haven't mentioned it's probably everybody's favorite is jungkook he is he's got a baby face but like the hottest body of all so it's so difficult to figure out if you're attracted to him or you just want to cuddle with him and you know you just want to like pat him on the head like it's so difficult because he's so cute looking but then you do all these like hot moves and you're just left wondering like what did i just see like i'm speechless like if he floats which he did in the concert everybody was just like what and they were losing their mind <laughs> but him he is like a mixture of all of them he is the youngest and they've all been with each other as a team since he was 15 years old and now he's 25 so they basically raised him and he obviously absorbed all their qualities and his personality is just an amalgamation of all of them but he's obviously got so many striking qualities like he every time he puts his mind to something he will perfect it he won't do anything half-heartedly and that's something i admire a lot everybody admires that about him um <laughs> i think he's very introverted which is so cute like he oftentimes will zone out because he's lost in thought and he tends to go quiet when everyone else is talking so you know in the group setting we rarely get to see him say something or shine out from the conversation he will obviously do something to be striking and you can tell that on stage he's just so in his element that he can just roam around do cool moves wink at people do finger guns and then belt like an amazing note so that guy can do everything and that's why i find it difficult to just i don't know to to like like him in that way like make him my bias because i don't know i i just want to see him more vulnerable i guess and he just seems perfect which is great but i feel like he's untouchable like he's a little too good all of them are a little too good Wow, I have been talking about BTS for 40 minutes. And I could go on and on and this was supposed to be my last bit. But you know what? I'm going to post all of this because I really want to hold on to these feelings that I've had and I really wanted to put this message out there that you cannot shame me for liking them. I will never take it again, especially for myself. I 
cannot wait to go for the next concert any time that I can go you know I'll buy the tickets and I'm going to go for sure I cannot wait to do that and then enjoy it fully no no holding back maybe next time I'll buy a light stick too dress a little more to the theme of you know what I wanted to cuz I saw people dress up and come and I really in my head was like am I really going to do that like no way am I really going to buy the merch am I really going to buy light sticks am I really going to decorate a sign just on the off chance that they see it next time I'm going to do a lot more cuz I want them to feel like they're amazing because they make me feel amazing And on that note I'm going to sign off. Promise the next one won't be so long. But thanks for listening.